Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Drive at 5. The stories driving today's headlines. Brought to you by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van on 100.1 FM and AM 1020. KDKA. Go ahead and fly that Jolly Roger off the car antenna. Oh, wait, you don't have a car antenna anymore? Never mind. Let's just do the drive at five. Pitt's new chancellor to receive a $950,000 a year salary plus bonuses. She'll take the reins to the University of Pittsburgh this summer, becoming not only the first female chancellor, but also one of the highest paid base salaries for U.S. public school presidents. Monday, she was appointed as a top spot. Will receive a base salary of $950,000. And oh, wait, there's more because she'll also get retention payments and other incentives. Her base salary is about a quarter million dollars more than what Patrick Gallagher was paid by the university. He announced that he was resigning this summer. Ms. Gable takes over after being the president of the University of Minnesota. Will also be ranked as the seventh highest in the United States for base salary among public school presidents, according to information from the Chronicle for Higher Education. Salaries received by university presidents have been on the rise for the past several years. $950,000, some people say, that's the new normal. While the pay bumps are happening across the country, it's led to pushback in many institutions, including Minnesota, where she was heavily criticized for almost a million-dollar compensation package there. Now, the highest base salary in 2021 went to Michael Good, the president of the University of Utah, making $1.6 million. Chronicle for Higher Education says his salary was followed by the University of Houston's head person, Jay Hartzell, University of Texas at Austin, also making $1.2 million, along with Reno Cahor of University of Houston. The numbers did dip below nine, or excuse me, a million dollars with seven presidents and the base salary of a hundred thousand dollars as well. Oh, by the way, Penn State's president joined that category higher with a base salary of nine hundred fifty thousand dollars as well. Much more on this coming up at five thirty today. Pittsburgh Police Senate appeal includes pay increases. According to Pittsburgh City Council, they have reached a tentative contract agreement with city police that includes those increases in a new system for discipline. The union representing Pittsburgh police officers ratified the proposed contract last month. 572 votes for 13 against. The contract extends through December 31st, 2025. The union voted to ratify the deal. President of the Fraternal Order of Police, Fort Pitt Lodge Number 1, said this contract was a step in the right direction but remains imperfect. Pay for officers will remain less than what the county police and officers in many of the neighboring municipalities make. City officials have acknowledged that the disparity has contributed to a staffing shortage and resulting in officers working mandatory overtime. Now, as for the reporting from the Tribune Review about the New Deal, as 30-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Force will be making less than 92 thousand dollars at the end of 2025 whereas somebody working for the allegheny county sheriff's department with two years experience is making about ninety four thousand dollars a year starting salary for new pittsburgh police recruit will be about seventy thousand a year 
The statement came out today from the Pittsburgh Catholic Diocese as they're talking about whether the Pirates' home opener would be a reason to dispense from the fast and abstinence on Good Friday. Well, it will not. We have received inquiries, says the diocese, about whether the church will dispense from fast and abstinence on Good Friday because of the Pittsburgh Pirates' home opener on Friday, April 7. For Catholics, Good Friday is unlike any other Friday of the year. It is the day that Jesus hung on the cross, paving the way for our salvation. Fasting and abstinence is part of what we practice communally that day. Out of respect, reverence, and deep gratitude for God's sacrifice and love, we wish the Pirates well, and we will be rooting for them with all of Pittsburgh, but we also need to hold to the priority importance of Good Friday. It is the essential part of the most sacred time of the year for all Christians. Nothing should take precedence. End quote. That is the statement from the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh. You can have all the hot pretzels you want, just no hot dogs. Defense attorneys for the accused synagogue shooter Robert Bowers have again asked for the death penalty to be taken off the table. Attorneys for Bowers argue the U.S. Department of Justice is choosing against whom to seek capital punishment in an arbitrary manner, pursuing it against their client, but not in other mass shootings with similar overtones. The Department of Justice has withdrawn the death penalty in 23 cases throughout the Biden administration and declined to seek the death penalty against nearly 400 other federal defendants who could be eligible for capital punishments. The 50-year-old Bowers is set to go on trial in three weeks on charges he gunned down 11 worshipers at a Squirrel Hill synagogue in 2018. Three congregations worshiping there at that synagogue. Prosecutors were authorized to seek the death penalty against Bowers under the Trump administration. Since then, the Attorney General Merrick Garland has announced a moratorium on federal executions while policies and procedures governing capital punishment are reviewed. Former Vice President Mike Pence will not appeal a federal judge's order that he testify in the special counsel's probe of former President Donald Trump's attempt to overturn the 2020 election. The decision not to fight the order could provide special counsel Jack Smith with remarkable access to one of the key people who has critical insight into Trump's thinking and efforts to cling to power. Last week, the judge, the chief judge in the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia, largely dismissed efforts mounted by Pence and Trump to limit his testimony and avoid handing over documents. Now they're acknowledging a constitutional argument against forcing Pence to testify in front of a grand jury about matters related to his role as Senate president during the certification of the election January 6th, but nevertheless concluded that immunity should not prevent Pence from testifying about conversations related to alleged illegality on Trump's part. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy welcoming the president of Taiwan for a historic meeting on U.S. soil today, a politically sensitive session underscoring U.S. lawmakers growing support for her self-ruled island as tensions rise with China. McCarthy and the president briefly shook hands when her SUV pulled up to the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in the Southern California area today. Giant wooded doors closed behind them as they walked inside for what were several hours of meetings with Democratic and Republican members of Congress. Cameras transmitting the show, a high-level partnership to China to the world. Now, the two made no comment as small crowds of demonstrators waved signs both for Taiwan and for China's claim to the island. The president of Taiwan said this is the most 
most sensitive stop in the week-long journey meant to shore up alliances with the U.S. and Central America. China views any action, interaction excuse me, between U.S. and Taiwanese officials as a challenge to its claim to the island as territory and has reacted to past meetings with shows of force and pulling back on dialogue with the United States. And that is today's Drive at 5. We've got much more to catch you up on after the Pirates beat the Red Sox today to complete a three-game sweep. We're going to step aside right now at a quarter past five. Hard to believe, still mid-80s in Pittsburgh. Let's keep on cruising here on KDKA. The Drive at 5, the stories driving today's headlines. Brought to you by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van on 100.1 FM and AM 1020. KDKA. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.